This is Flash, and you're listening to the substandard. I'm sure it's fine. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Substandard, sponsored by the Black Tux. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you the Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look at our podcast and search for Substandard. You will easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL. Hey there, boys. What's going on? I, uh... Having a crazy week. Mm-hmm. Having a crazy, crazy week. Most of my family is down at the beach. I am back in Washington, D.C. working. Mm-hmm. And I have with me Flash. Ah. Flash and I, the two of us, together all week, guys week, no rules. So we do anything. No rules, just right. No rules. So yesterday we did, a, we did some baseball card shopping when I was breaking for work. Bought a lot of baseball cards. Uh. Wait, wait, do you have uh, you you have a baseball card shop? I assume. No, there are no baseball card shops anymore. Really? There so is where do you go? Comic book do you store? Just, do you just go to like a? Do you just go to like a Target or Walmart? Walmart. Walmart has ah. a huge, huge selection of baseball cards. That's Very where good they ended selection up. of baseball cards. Um, and uh, and we did so we we're just doing things that I think would be fun, things that my son and I can enjoy together. And sure. so we went after getting baseball cards. We went to the comic book shop. Because this is a thing we used to enjoy together. Mm-hmm. And we walked into the comic book shop, and I went looking around for... I have not bought a comic book in months and months and months. Mm-hmm. Looking around, what did I miss? What did I miss? Oh, here's get these back issues, that back issues. And I turned to look at Flash, who mm-hmm. I expect to be mm-hmm. going around picking out a couple things for him to read. And he is simply standing in the corner with his arms crossed, shaking his head. <laughs> Judging you. You were being judged. And I looked oh, at him. Oh, boy. And I swear to God, he was like Ted, Begin- Ted McGinley in Revenge of the Nerds. And he's shaking his hand. He looks at me and goes, nerd. Oh. And I, I was that's like, mean. But, but you loved just like like you loved comic books. And he Dad, I don't do this sort of thing anymore. He's oh, a jock now. Man, he's You've a got jock. a full on jock. He's gonna be like trying to give me wedgies soon around the house. Like it's really just and so literally I'm is he going to no, be a bully? No Is he kidding. bullying now? <laughs> I'm watching him over, and he's like standing in the comic book shop, just like flexing, looking at his triceps, and <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I now live with a bro. You got a bro. You I got, got a bro. bro. You got That's a bro. Good. That's good. I, I, you things, know, things are so no rules the other day that I said to him yesterday as we're like, you know, we're like walking, getting ourselves, he came up to get dressed, and I was even making breakfast for us, and I said, you know, go get dressed. I said- Make sure you put on a clean pair of underwear today, please. And he turned and looked at me as if I was speaking Farsi to him or something. Like, what, what, what are you talking about? Why, why do I? And I was just like, oh, my God, you're a disgusting little teenage boy already. Uh, you bro. Know, teenage bro. Teenage bro. bro. Teenage when, bro. When I went to. Do you uh, even, bro? <laughs> but he's still very into baseball cards. Still in debate because they're yeah, part of baseball. Baseball cards are cool. Part of baseball. A couple of weekends ago, I went back to brought my kids to Victory Comics. You know the place out in Falls Church. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they're now selling the is that um, the one that's run by John Weaver? Yes, and they're yeah. selling his book <laughs> there. But we we go in. It's like Saturday afternoon. It's very hot outside, so it's nice and cool inside. Magic and the Gathering. Thank you. I was going to say how'd you guess? <laughs> and there are a lot of grown up people sitting around with cards. That is the lifeline for comic book shops. That is the economic okay. lifeline. Yeah. How does that? Right well, okay, now. explain. Well, like they're paying well, even, for even, the. Even when I was like getting out of like going to the comic mm-hmm. book store every month, so like 
back in 2003 or so, mm-hmm. it was it was like there was a section of the store that was comic books, and then there was a much much larger section of the store that was like tables for people to play Magic and Warhammer. Uh, Is Warhammer still a thing? Do people play Warhammer? I just or? saw Magic the Happening. I was curious. The Gathering. Yeah, Jesus. The gathering. <laughs> What's the Happening? Oh, the Happening is a movie. Hello. <laughs> May I please participate in Magic the Happening? I would like one I would like one card deck, please. <laughs> yeah, I clearly don't play this game. Uh The Gathering? Magic the Gathering. Uh so how do the how does the how does the comic book store make money off this? You have to uh, so it, it gets people in the store, right? So yeah. it is, oh, right. you know, hey, we have a special. So first of all, oh. they sell all the cards. Okay. And there's I real money. The margins cards. are magic cards. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> because you, do you understand how this no, works? No, I have no D&D, but this is, is not this like work? this, obviously, because they're no, cards. No, it's not because they're cards. You have to you, buy you know your set. It is, have you ever played it? Is, so it is based on, cards it is based on scarcity. It is, yes. it, is like, yes. it is like a natural economic experiment. Imagine where, D&D, mm-hmm. where yes. your character wants mm-hmm. a plus six ice sword, mm-hmm. and to get it, all you have to do is go to eBay and spend $150. That's Magic yeah, the Gathering. Yeah. Man. And people put together like killer decks and you right. do it. And it's like it's a it's a whole thing. My my I never played Magic the Gathering because it was because it's Satan worship. So I was I was never into it. <laughs> but uh I did I did it's funny, I actually uh uh do you remember the Star Wars collectible card game? No. There was a, there was a Star Wars collectible card game in the late nineties and I never actually played it. But I bought a ton of the packs just because I liked having the cards and like building <laughs> theoretical decks. I was like, I could play you just this. Didn't and have any friends I just to didn't play with. I did. I literally had nobody who was nerdy enough to play the game with, and I, I didn't did want to like go to the comic book yourself? store and yeah. did you no, deal out different no, signs? No, I just would like look at my Death Star card and be like, that's the card. That's that's yeah. the best card. Uh, so anyway, that's humana, a humana, humana, sad, humana. The sad, sad look at Sunny. Yeah, you know, you're walking out with it. What's, what's in the bag? It's porn. No, seriously, it's porn. Um, Sonny, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I had a pretty good weekend. My dog had a not great weekend. Let oh. me let me tell you what happened to my dog. I know JBL is not a dog person, but this is this he may enjoy it's this. It's not because, a dog story. It's a Sunny story. Yeah. So uh, we we went out on Sunday and came back a couple hours later, and uh, our dog is like basically in uh, the master bedroom because we're we're remodeling the basement. And there's and still all this stuff. <laughs> it's not done. It's, it should be done next week, fingers crossed. Uh, it's almost second, done. It's very coming close. second quarter 2019. I mean, it is a. It's like it's like you know when they remodel the theaters and they put all the nice seats in and those are done in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> How does that? How does that happen? work? How does that work? Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, go go upstairs to the, to the master bedroom and usually the dog is like right there at the door and like excited to get out. Like, oh, my family's back, packed here. Mm-hmm. Or, but uh, instead, she she was laying very sadly on the ground, just like laying on her side. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, I woke you up. You must have been sleeping. And she doesn't get up. I'm like, oh, are you okay? And I like look down at her. And she has managed to uh, get her her both of her paws and her face stuck in a, a glue trap. You know, like the oh, glue trap she put down for mice? Yeah, yeah. Which was apparently oh, no. somewhere underneath the bed we had a glue oh. trap. Uh, and uh, has managed to get that stuck in the carpet 
and and she's just glued to the floor. She's like straight up glued to the floor. So she's like kind of looking at me, not even like wagging her tail, like "thank you for coming home," just like having been defeated, having been. I imagine it looks something like you remember that Simpsons episode where Homer gets stuck in the tar pit, and he's like, first I'm going to put my arm down here and grab my leg, and now I'm going to put my other down here, other arm down here and grab my arm, and I'm going to put my face in the tar and pull it all up. That's what I imagine happened with my dog. So anyway, after I peel her off of the trap, it's like it 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 is extremely sticky, but not like it's not, uh, tear it, it's not gonna off. like tear her skin off. Okay. Her anyway. So I peel everything off, and she's stuck. And I take her and put her in the bath, and I like give her a bath and wash her off and get all the stuff off. Um, before you do that, you have to put oil all over her to like get. If if you ever get a kid stuck in a glue trap, did you oil. have to you put? Google oil. this, or did you know it all? Google it. I had to Google it. Okay. I, I had no idea. What kind so, of oil? Like olive oil Hi, or, or canola oil or whatever, yeah. just like vegetable yeah. oil, mm-hmm. anything. Any kind of cooking oil, basically. We'll break it down. Crisco. So anyway, these are, by the way, here are some life hacks. I'm giving you a bunch of life hacks right now. So if you if you ever get stuck in a glue trap, Google, uh, don't Google, just go get the oil. Use that to get it off. So I wash her up a bunch, and she comes out of the bath, and she's still like super oily, because it's like... It's olive oil. It doesn't really come off with regular soap. So I go to the dog store, and again, I have to Google it. I'm like, all right, get oil off dog. And there are like, there are these like twenty dollar, you know, degreasing shampoos, like okay. you know, twenty five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I guess I got to get one of these. So I go to the store, and I'm looking, and the guy at the store is like, the guy at the Petco Plus, the Petco. It's Petco like the small unleashed. Petco Unleashed. Thank you. Yeah. That's uh, right. Unleashed. That's right. Uh, is like usually well usually we have this like kind of orange flavored one but we don't have that right now so I don't know, you, we don't really have anything for you he and then he said he like kind of like looks around and he's like oh, this is my manager you could just go to the grocery store next door and get palm yeah and you palm mean, you like palm oil or palm spray no like palm mm-hmm. like palm the dishwasher detergent oh yeah like yeah. you know the ads that yeah. you see on TV where they're like using the palm <laughs> to clean off the little right. duck. That apparently works for dogs too, so I could have spent twenty dollars on this degreasing shampoo, or I could just go to the po- the 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 store next door and get the two dollar palm. Worked perfectly. Dog Honest. is super super soft and fluffy now. I might wash her in palm all the time. From Thanks now to on. the PetSmart guy. Thanks to the PetSmart guy. He you know he lost he lost some business on that sale, but he gained a customer for life. Or <laughs> as long as I'm something. kind of close to it. So anyway, that's my, my two life hacks. Two life hacks. If your dog gets stuck to a glue trap, oil. And then once you do the oil, uh, some palm. Just use the palm. Gets it nice and clean. So your house is infested with rodents. Well, no. So this is uh, this is why. That's what I'm taking from right, this right. entire story. No, we when we moved oh, in, constantly when we moved mice. in, because we, we were like right up against the woods. Mm-hmm. So there's like woods and a creek and stuff. So we uh, when we moved in, there were some mice. We had to put down some traps. I haven't seen a mouse in, you know, three years, but I forgot that all those traps were back there. There were also some snap traps. I hope she didn't get into those, but they had all been snapped. So I was like, ugh. She's yeah, probably she's probably been having fun with us for. Didn't you, know. you used to say, or am I mistaken about this in my memory, that your parents' house where they used to live used to get in your basement all sorts of animals, mm. um, like not just mice but snakes that are looking for the mice. You ever get snakes in the basement, or was that somebody else? Uh, yeah, well, my parents also live like mm-hmm. up against a creek, and they would get like the occasional like, you know, like garter snake or something that would you know come in, like little tiny snakes. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about yeah. on a plane? <laughs> Lots of snakes on planes. Lots of snakes on planes. Well, I Victorino, how are, are you? you? I how am, was how was your week? Well, you know, first of all, so with 
the misses. It's ongoing, but let me tell you something. It's the it's the fastest week ever in many ways. But um, <laughs> I don't mess around. I said, okay, now now we could play Civ. Three that, minutes and on to civilization. Civilization takes hours by comparison. <laughs> civilization takes hours. Okay. <laughs> um, but we also uh, we did. Honey, in that time we could have built a granary. <laughs> Certainly, several wonders. Several wonders in the amount of time that I take. Uh, um, okay. To do the dishes. To do the dishes. To do the dishes. Uh, did uh, we? We did Cape May. Our uh, yes, it went trip. well. Went very well. Went very nice. I took the boys, meaning my son and my nephew, Captain How? Bill Dwyer's son, to yeah. the arcade. They still have them. They still have them, and they Jeff want- Spicoli style. Kids, while teenagers walk around smoking in a dark and yeah, because it is Jersey, so you would expect that. Uh, not as many kids smoking, uh, and now they use the elect- It used to be until last year, until this year, it was the coin op normal quarters. Oh, cards. Now it's cards. Ex- you know how the they. Worst. Yeah, no, now now you're stuck with the card. But I I, I issued them both cards, and and then. Uh, you know, they just wanted to play the Aliens game. Which, by the way, if they turn out two movies... The Double pretty, Guns, Aliens Yes, it'd be a pretty yeah. scary movie. You know, the Aliens game. And they have all sorts of other creatures that they don't have, like Alien with wings and kind of things like that. And so they completed that. But, you know, but you're not accumulating points. But this is the weird thing. So if you're playing, you know, any of these other games of skill that... Requ- you know, or, or chance that we can get normally tickets spit out. They're not spitting out tickets anymore. So it's just being accumulated in your car. Don't oh, put it on your car. But it takes oh, away. You know, it's the, not as the. It's not the no. same feeling. Ski ball. When Ski you ball. roll like a two ninety. No, I want to see want that all thing come those out. tickets coming yeah. out, and then the one, the, the last ticket that's halfway out or a third <laughs> of the way out. If you pull that just yes. right, you can get an extra ticket. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, that takes skill. Uh, and then, no, gone. So you know what I mean. That doesn't. That doesn't work anymore. And you know, and and they also have. I never seen anybody use it, but they have slot machines. That's you know that are tickets, so it's not, so it's weird because you're not going to see adults <laughs> training use it. wheels for yeah no for and gambling. It's, it's so unseemly. So my nephew, this arcade actually owned by the Harris Group, <laughs> right? And so like my nephew asked me, he's like, you know, Uncle Vic, what is that? And I'm like, that is a slot machine. Well, how does it work? It looks that's like, how you make wait, money. Is it, is it is it like an actual slot machine with like an yeah, arm? Yeah, the whole thing. Like, oh, but but instead of coins, yeah. it's for quote tickets it's for like prizes. candy cigarettes. Remember candy oh, cigarettes? Exactly. <laughs> Just want to teach kids how to smoke. That's exactly what children how to gamble. Candy no. cigarettes were amazing. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, end of story. And he wanted to play this. He, oh, it looks. And he was trying to read. And he says, "Look, it looks like you can. Like, there's so many ways to win. There's so many ways to win. Just like real gambling." I said, "You know what? I, I, you see, old people that play slot machines, and and they're not playing there because they'll go up to exit 38." You know, to like so to play the real slot machine, and you wouldn't. And seeing a child, you didn't see it. But if you saw a child playing a slot machine, it would even for me. And I love gambling. That would just be unseemly. It's not. I said, don't do it. And he goes, why not? And I'm like, oh. you know, it's just not right. It's just not right. You know, stick to the aliens or skee ball because this thing is just they have depressing. We, depressing. We we went to Chuck E. Cheese this weekend because we need something yes. to do, and they have something kind of similar. But it's like the you know like the wheel. Um, not not the slot machine at the casino, but the wheel, the wheel that you like spin, yep. the money wheel. Right? They have they have something like that, except it's Paw Patrol. Oh, <laughs> it's like training. It has like, it has like Paw, it's Joe Camel. It has like yeah, it has like Paw Patrol figures on it. It's like if you land on this one, you get four tickets. Oh. If you land on this one, you get three tickets. I was just like, yeah. mm-hmm. no, this is wrong. No, my daughter was, was like, saying the same thing. She talked about wanting to win the jackpot. <laughs> 
Did you see? Did you see jackpot. some some little five year old with an oxygen tank sitting at the <laughs> no, <laughs> with a candy cigarette? Yeah, candy, candy cigarette. cigarette. At, but sitting between the two slot machines. Have I mentioned this before? The worst thing I ever heard when I was at the Lady Luck Riverboat in Iowa. So I am a degenerate myself, as you know. And oh, God, the, those are the saddest. You no, know, those are the saddest. Those are the ones. Sa- that is like these. If you if you had like a map mm-hmm. that with you know those three D maps with like the wells in it to demonstrate <laughs> like if you were like if you if you wanted to look at a three D map of sadness areas in America, there would be a moving one where like the boat is going up and down the river, just it's like not the, an actual boat. It can't move. It just has to float. <laughs> A certain number of feet mm-hmm. off of the shore to count as a riverboat. True story. There was a collision uh, on the President ship, which is in St. Louis, and that actually was a casino, and it got pushed into the Mississippi, and it went adrift. Everyone's grabbing the chips. Yeah. I've so, only I've yeah. only been on one that uh, which, was where off were of you the at? East Coast. It was it was it was off the it was off the Outer Banks or something. Mm. Um, so we would actually have to like go out into international <laughs> waters. So like you couldn't gamble for like the first thirty yeah. minutes. You yeah, just yeah. kind of all I had to hang out, enjoy uh-huh. the boat ride, and it was. It was it was the it was the saddest collection of people I've ever saddest seen. Saddest collection. Those are not people traveling from far and wide, from like people who go to Monte Carlo. <laughs> we were there for and we were Monaco, there. and now they're going to this boat. And- we were there for a bachelor party, and I was like, "This is." After like an hour, I was like, mm-hmm. "I want to jump off this thing and swim back to shore." <laughs> it's so depressing. <laughs> but the, I'll play a little more. But now I was, was going to say, the lady like thrown off of the riverboat. Was it? Uh, no, no, it wasn't him. But I was going to say, it was who gonna, was it? it, 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 it like Peter yelling, a, yelling P- at the that, dealer. Mm-hmm, that was uh, that was my late friend Eddie Parker. It was, oh, it was the dice man. Yeah, it was the oh dice god. Man. Yeah, so we should have known the signs then. But I was going to say, at Lady Luck, a uh, blackjack dealer says to me, "I said, well, a lot of locals come here. I was talking, you, know, you strike conversation with the blackjack dealer, and he said, yes. He said, you know, and this and this old lady, she's called God bless her. She comes in every day in her wheelchair, oxygen tank." And she can't actually use her hands, so she uses a straw, and she just presses the max bet button with the straw in her mouth, <laughs> like a like a, you, I, you can't see it here because we don't have Facebook Live. But I'm like moving like a chicken, like a chicken, like you know, just like one of the like one of the the birds the with birds. the water at the, the bottom water of it. Bottom. And yes. goes, yeah, so that was that. <laughs> Depressing. Oh, I want to get my friends from Reason Magazine over here to tell me how good gambling is for everybody because we ought to respect freedom. Freedom. <laughs> no, it's worse. But JBL, of course that's sad, but it would be so much worse if we banned them because then they would have to do this through the mafia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, how then else? that lady yeah. would be like wheeling her wheelchair into some like underground speakeasy casino. And then you never know if she gets a fire hazard. Plus, you know, how else are you going to spend your social security check? Uh, so here's the other interesting thing. We're walking out. Uh, one night and uh, on the boardwalk and a bunch of people are walking the other direction holding lawn chairs so we found out it was movie night on the beach and so Kate asks oh what's the movie and they go oh Jaws so we stopped immediately turned right around the whole family went out there to the beach on the beach. beach It was first of all the beach was packed, right? It was packed, and before they play the movie, they play this song, the, like the Kate May song, on the way to Kate May, and the entire everyone who's there, hundreds of people, all singing the song. It was nuts. It was like something out of the fifties. Anyway, go in there, watch it. It was the first time for uh, Captain Bill's kids uh, to see. I said, "Don't worry, did kids." Cl- did you clear this with Captain Bill? No. <laughs> They told you them after. They told, don't worry. I said, I said Michael, I it's said, just, PG. It's fine. It, it was. That's what it said. And they said, I thought it was R. I said, no. It was like a 1976 PG rating. Oh, it is. I, I watched I watch Jaws for the either the first time or the first time in a long time. I may have seen it when I was a little kid, but I don't remember. Uh, but I watched it for the first time in a long time, like 
four years ago, maybe three years ago. And I was like, oh, PG. And like the first scene, just naked chick swimming in the water, just like swimming around, dies, gets yeah. eaten. And I was like, this is already at least a PG-13 yeah, movie, and it, which they don't didn't have back then. But yeah, like, I was absolutely. like, that, that is actually oh. probably an R scene It's right disturbing. Now. Yeah. And I mean, it is such a strong opening to that movie. You know, where she's being moved around and she's yelling and screaming. And the great thing is the people are so into the movie that, you know, there are certain scenes. The first time when, when Quint scrapes the chalkboard with his nails, everybody claps because they love Quint's appearance. And then, of course, when Roy Scheider says, we're going to need a bigger boat, everybody claps. Um, and, and, it, and then when the shark explodes, everybody everybody claps. The next morning, you go to the beach, not a single person in the I- water all day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I, Everybody just standing people, up on the beach. You know, oh, I mean, it's was great last can, night. Don't hear, need to go in the water today. You can, you can hear the waves crashing as the movie's going at night. I mean, it was it was wild. But uh, could you hear your niece and nephew crying? I told my son. I said, "Let them know when the scary parts come." <laughs> and then, okay, and then and then I hear him whispering to uh, my nephew. Oh, by the way, did you, did you see the head, the floating head in the boat? <laughs> Remember that one, which is kind of fake, which uh, is a jump scare almost. Right. Yes. The, the floating head yes. is a jump yes. scare. Yes. Yes. It is. Um, oh, in the under when they yeah. go underwater. Yeah. yeah. That was it. It's but the it, only jump scare in the movie, I think. Yeah. Well, there's no. there's the bit where Roy Scheider is like standing there throwing the chum, and the shark pops out of the water, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Would you remember that one?" Yeah, but mm-hmm. but that's but you know something's going to happen. The, the like the you classic jump know scare. Something's going to no, happen when it jumps in the scare. moment when he's underneath it. No, the jump scare, the classic jump scare, is something comes out of nowhere, right? There's no mm. contextual sure, clues that something is supposed to is, yeah, is going to happen is. here. I love the politics in the movie. What's really more interesting are the politics of the the pressure of the mayor, the great mayor played by I believe it's Murray Hamilton as the actor. Got to keep the beaches open. Got to keep that and all the shopkeepers. Chamber of Commerce. This is it. The cha- they got to have and you know how it's a big deal on the shore. Beach town. 4th of July, you're kidding me? It's a great idea. There was a fascinatingly anti-government streak in the, a lot of those early Spielberg movies, or like kind of faux anti-government. You had the Jaws mayor keeping the, the beach open. Uh, there was uh, the Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where the government is going around lying to people, gassing them. Yes. Um, E.T. where, but, but E.T. is where it kind of starts to shift, because it turns out that the government's actually the good guys. They're trying to... No, they're bad. bad. Well, they're they're bad. Peter at first, Coyote but then, is like, good, uh, but the yeah, other but ones like, are questionable. So anyway, uh, uh, it's it 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 is like this kind of weirdly, like not libertarian. Like, but so like, you know, he's making conspiracy. Lincoln it's like it's, <laughs> you no, know, but it's it's like the Bridge family the, the family version of the conspiracy, the paranoid mm-hmm. conspiracy th- mm-hmm. thrillers. Uh, anyway, I, I was I was asking Sonny. Uh, you know, that scene, everybody, even my nephew, notices the one thing that he thought was unrealistic is the very end when the shark jumps on top of the ship uh, on the boat. Bruce, as Bruce's Bruce, head is going Bruce, back and forth. And he's yeah. moving back and forth. I'm surprised that he's not tempted the way George Lucas was to make even a little fix to that. Like, oh, let me go back for the re-release. I'm not, because he's not a whore. <laughs> I'm not surprised at I, all. I serve that up to you. <laughs> he has mm. changed things, though. He has gone by, gone right, back. We talked about ET. We talked about ET, right? Well, there's ET, and then Close Encounters of the Third Kind had some touch-ups. Mm-hmm. There was the I, special edition that came out a couple with, years later. Look, he's I, not going to screw with Jaws. I agree that Spielberg has much more uh, comfort mm-hmm. with the the way things looked back in the uh, the the 70s than Spielberg does. But yeah. Anyway, speaking of sharks, over the weekend, the Meg. 
Took a bad, yeah, that was easy. That was mm. obvious. Took a big bite of the box office with $44.5 million, followed by Mission Impossible Fallout with $20 million. And in third place, Disney's Christopher Robin with $12.5 million. Just as you predicted, right, Sonny? With the make. I wrote, I had a whole thing in my review that was like, uh, this is tracking in the low 20s. People are, the, the studios are betting wrong by going on this China only. Uh, that was very wrong. I was very, very wrong. Dumb. They I'm ate, dumb. They, they ate it up. They ate it up. They ate so it up like shark fin soup, which is very popular over there. Um, if you uh, wouldn't, Somebody, mo- yeah, phone, somebody's calling. Ignore that. It's cheddar. Give okay. it. <laughs> give cheddar. Us, give us the gist, though, uh, if you don't mind, Sonny, of, uh, of the of the Meg. You saw it. I mean, we didn't see it, but I mean, you know, basically, what's happening. It's better than Jaws, right? Because the shark is bigger? 100%. So, look, here's the thing. I don't know if you know this, guys, but uh, bigger is better in the shark movies. Yeah, so, like, that's true. Jaws, kind of kind of a little bit shark compared to the Meg, which is the biggest shark of all time. So big. The biggest shark of all time. Uh, it's like uh, it, they thought it was extinct, mm. even. So, the movie, uh, bas- it takes place in, uh, off the coast of China, The uh, a, a wealthy... Uh, ugly American billionaire played by Rain Wilson has uh, furnished uh, all the expenses on this ridiculous sea station that spared exists. no expense. Spared no expense. The, but but it's not actually clear what he wants from it. He just he just built it. He just paid for it. Um, uh, and they go down on this this dive and they find the the oh they go under they go lower than the Marianas Trench. They're the lowest point uh, that any human has ever gone. And there's a big shark down there. There's a big shark down there. <laughs> wow. Well, because it's the Marianas. It's, and the, the, big, deepest, it's the, the deepest part the, of the, the world. Of the they, they then, the the shark attacks the sub that they send down there, and Jason Statham has to go down and rescue them. And then when they come back up, the shark comes back up. Oh, no. That's about it. <laughs> it's what happens to big sharks. Is it graphic? Or is it it's so PG-13. big that it just swallows people? It's PG thirteen. I mean, it's like it's as graphic as you can get with yeah. a PG thirteen. The most, the most like disturbing image mm-hmm. is the shark, uh, eating, like biting a humpback whale in half. Ooh, well, uh, that would make sense so. because it's a big thing. It's so a big it's, shark, it's, it's got to. You got to show it. it eating a big shark. Look, the problem with this movie is that it's it is a CGI shark, and it's hard to care about CGI sharks. Who cares? It's just big. Mm-hmm. It's just a bigger shark mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they got to kill, and mm-hmm. some of the people die, and some of the people mm-hmm. live, and like I. I find the whole thing uh, annoying, but also it was entertaining. I'm not gonna lie; I enjoyed it. I oh, laughed. Did. Right. I had some. I had some laughs. Jason Statham is remains like one of our better like comic action stars. Um, his abs look great on the screen, and he's old now. He he's like in his fifties. Mm-hmm. He's he's, mm-hmm. he's you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, okay. Big Shark, yep. Jason Statham's yep. abs, kind of fun. Question: Yes. On a scale of seriousness, mm. so shark movie seriousness, where so from one Jaws. is Jaws mm-hmm. and ten is the Deep Blue Sea, yeah, where does the Meg fit in? It's a solid like eight to nine wow. on the dumb okay. scale. So, so it's a, a so it's a silly silly movie. Okay. Silly right, movie. Right, yeah, right, right. it's a silly movie, and you get you get a lot of that like toward uh, uh, basically anything dealing with Rain Wilson's character mm-hmm. is like here's Wait a ridiculous person. Mm-hmm. Here's a okay. look at this look mm-hmm. at this gross American billionaire. Or as op- open water would be like two. <laughs> open water yeah. would be like point five. Point five. <laughs> Question. Yes. Does because I'm interested in the CGI ness of the shark. Yes. Does the Meg itself wind up with any sort of personality that re- 
no. resonates with the audience. I mean, just, just a big shark. So it's really, you're just, it's, no. you're just, just eating. It's stuff. just there. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not, not like it's not like Jaws four where it follows them through the Bahamas because it's personal. You know, it follows Michael Caine. Was, was Jaws <laughs> it was four this time? It's personal. This time, it's, I don't know if they called it this time, but it follows the wife of Brody. You know, of Sheriff Brody. <sighs> it follows in the Bahamas, and and and, and what's his name gets married. Had Peoples, I think, gets killed. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, this is very much. It is. It, it is. It is the shark version of Skyscraper, which we talked about a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. That it is. It is a movie that is entirely aimed at the Chinese market and the Chinese mm-hmm. audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is, uh, they, it's, it's interesting. They took, this is based on a book, apparently the, you know, yes. like a 20 year old, supposedly a very, very good book. Great book. Great genre book. Also called The Meg. Yes. Um, but they've moved the action off the coast of California to the coast of China of course. and they've done it entirely yeah. so they can, mm-hmm. they can play up the Chinese locations and they have a bunch of Chinese extras and it's like, it's like, uh, okay. I mean, a, this is fine, I guess. I, this is, it's, uh, but it's, it is, it is a, a an indication of things to come. And the fact that this movie made forty five million dollars this weekend, or yep. whatever, uh, is really depressing. You know what else is depressing? First non sequel to be number one at the summer box office. Wow, that's insane. Uh, I saw somebody tweet that. So, and that is just. That is uh, something else. Mm-hmm. JVL, do you remember? Um, so Jaws came out in the summer of seventy six. Summer of seventy seven. Richard Harris did a movie called Orca. Do you remember this? Yeah. You, you know how I remember this because the poster was such a famous poster, and it was on the back of almost every comic book at the time. Oh, that's right. They, but they made it the size of the town. So Orca is like, I don't know if you've seen this, Sonny. This, the Orca is about the size of a town and it's about to land on the town. It's like taking a, die, a jump and it's crushing everybody. But I always thought that was, I mean, that was purely about, you know, hey, they made money last year. Let's do it and we, we'll have to do it bigger. So it'll be about Orca. Be about Orcas. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I throw a little something at you here? Go for it. I'll be interested to see if the Meg outgrosses Black Panther in China. Oh, could, could, because it could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I did Black some, Panther gross in China? Some very unflattering things about the racial attitudes of our friends in in <laughs> China. Yeah, don't you think? I think we've discussed uh, that. Before. In, no, yeah. this is exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in China. Opened to sixty-five million, and then a grand total of one hundred and five million. So it did sixty-five percent of its business opening weekend. <laughs> that is unheard of, at least stateside. I think that's right. more that's more common in China. I think where they they have these kind of big giant openings and then maybe huge drop-offs. But but that is interesting that it only grows. Well, I mean, Black Panther is a fascinating movie because it grossed seven hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the United States, mm-hmm. almost exactly because they kept it in. And kept I saw it, that, yeah. it, it, but uh, exactly. which it makes it the third highest grossing domestic mm-hmm. picture of all time. And it opened in February or whatever it opened. But uh, yeah. but 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 but, but yeah. it is it is grossed uh, like only another seven hundred million in mm-hmm. the rest of the world. It is it is performed mm-hmm. very weirdly, um, and it is almost entirely well. I don't know. I'm I'm tempted to make a. Uh, <laughs> A transition, but I won't. So I'll go to the original transition, which was, you know, they these movies come out all the time, like now because it is shark season. 
that's when they come out because it's happening now. And I saw actually in Cape May there were a lot of dolphin sightings, but uh, hopefully, luckily I did. I, I don't think dolphins I saw always good. Remember, dolphins. you see dolphins, yes, there aren't yes, any sharks yes, yes. because dolphins are the natural enemies of sharks, and dolphins will drive them off. I really hope so. This uh, is totally true. This is like good, a surf thing. Good. If you're out surfing yeah, 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 and you, you see dolphins, dolphins floating around, mm-hmm. you can hey work. There was one alone that was maybe ten or twenty feet away from me, and we just, I just because they usually travel in groups, but it's possible a dolphin could be alone, right? All the time. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. good no, all good, the time. Good. So you know how to tell them apart, right? I didn't I mean, have my glasses. Yeah, I didn't have my glasses, so I didn't see exactly. Uh, but it is uh, kill them all like God and sold them out. Anyway, it's shark season. But Put a you... barrel on him. <laughs> yes. So anyway, it's shark season. But did you know it's also wedding season? You're going to be doing it big and going to out to all of your buddies' weddings, and you're bringing a date. You want to look fresh, but it has to be convenient. And that's where the BlackTux.com comes in. The Black Tux has awesome suits and tuxedos in all kinds of styles, and you rent them online. Substandard friend Grant Addison tells uh, tells me his friend, Grant Hodges, what are the odds to both name Grant, uh, he just got married. He's a substandard listener also, and guess what? He and all the groomsmen, including Addison, all got their tuxes from Black Tux using the substandard discount. So there you go. Uh, the Black Tux offers the kind of suits and tuxedo styles that would normally be wildly expensive to buy, and you might only wear it once, just like uh, at your wedding. Grant Hodges, because you only get married once. Uh, like the emerald shawl tuxedo, it's funky, it's cool, but how many times are you going to wear an emerald green tuxedo with the black tux? You could do you and blow it out for your big one-time event. So try out a new look, do something different, and take your style to the next level. With the black tux free home try-on, you could see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before the event. If anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a replacement right away. And remember how simple returns are. Wear it, turn heads, then send it back three days after your event. Shipping is free both ways. Stand out at your event for the right reasons with the Black Tux. To get $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com slash substandard. That's theblacktux.com slash substandard for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered. Such a pro. (laughs) God, you're such a pro. I'm, you're just, I, it's been a while for me to read. You've been on uh, uh, double duty these last couple episodes here. Uh, so Repping our brands. Glad you got a little break. Uh, but uh, we, we thought we'd spend some time now, since there's no other movie really coming out, but uh, uh, talk about uh, a look back on the box office, summer box office, and our thoughts, predictions, how it turned out. Uh, JVL, you want to go first? I, I will set us up because I took the uh, extra step of listening to our summer box office summer movie preview and mm. we did a round robin style the right. three movies we were most looking forward to oh, no. <laughs> and uh, the three movies that we, we they really there were only one two three there were only four movies that all that we were all looking forward to and they were Mission Impossible Fallout okay fair Jurassic World mm. you Victory yeah, it wasn't, me. No, it wasn't me. Deadpool 2 and Solo. Yes. Guilty as charged. And so them. those are the movies we were most looking forward mm-hmm. to. And I find it interesting that none of us was at all interested in Incredibles 2, which has become the highest grossing Pixar movie ever by a 20% margin. Go figure. Which is astonishing. And it's a nice movie. Uh, and uh, there are a bunch of other surprises. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just wondering what you guys think. Now, looking back, how did those movies measure up for you? And were there other... 
What were your favorite and least? I mean, I don't know. I have Do you want to rank? Thoughts. I have. I have. I. 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 I your I, summer twenty eighteen movies. I did not. Oh, I'd have to do it on the spot. But let me just say this, uh, and then uh, and then I'll uh, I'll yield to Sonny. Um, very disappointed, obviously, in Solo. Just because I'll tell you why. Really? Yes. You know why? Because of the uh, the villain. The kid. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, it, 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 it didn't have to be that, but again, they're bringing back this thing. So what, they were the rebel, this is the birth of the rebel alliance, but they just killed half the crew or you know, the, you know, two of those people. So, I mean, it, disappointing. Uh, Jurassic World, also a bit much, okay? And, and I see where it's going because now you have just dinosaurs roaming around America. That's the whole point. What I was really, really um, pleasantly surprised by was Ant-Man and the Wasp. I uh, I had mediocre expectations and I, and I, and I much enjoyed it. Maybe it's because I was on the ship, you know. So it's just everybody, everything is great. So you just enjoy it. But uh, that's basically how I felt about that. The uh... yes, if I were to have told you before the summer that Solo would be nudging out Ant Man and a Quiet Place domestically at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have said? <laughs> That's really something. Yeah, no, I well, I think we're all. I we we discussed this last yeah. week or the week before. It's this is the the Mission Impossible three problem. Mission Impossible three was not not a bad movie, but it mm-hmm. got hurt because Mission Impossible yep. two was so bad. All I need is punish the yeah. the movie they've been the, right. the movie following the movie. Right. They That's were right. Disappointed we by. do that. So the Last Jedi was trash, uh, and everyone. No one denies this now. And at this point, at this point, we're all just getting ready for J.J. Abrams to you know. Fix all the things clean, that were wrong. Clean things up. And, uh, and uh, I am curious to see how long the critics refuse to admit that you, uh, that that the last Jedi was trash. They'll you, they'll they'll stand by this. Forever. I have a theory for why Solo didn't perform better. Is it Amelia Clark? <laughs> no, it's I because love her. the movie treated droid feminism as a joke. Oh, probably true. Well, this is the uh, ongoing take it this is the take it ongoing debate here in the studio yeah. about was it kidding or was it was she if serious? If they had been more woke about that, then audiences would have responded better. And I hope that Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> takes this to heart <laughs> and understands that more this is how she fixes. Star Wars needs more social justice. More social justice, not better stories with new characters. Yeah. No. <laughs> if the next movie isn't fifty percent rose. <laughs> then we should just boycott. Frankly, if it's not, if 50, it's not just rose, fifty percent rose, fifty percent rose, just rose mm-hmm. talking, doing stuff, mm-hmm. just camera on her, just on her face Wait. all the time. <laughs> what is the name? When of? the other characters, yeah. when when Rose isn't on screen, the other characters should stand around saying, "Where's Rose? Where's Rose?" And that's the movie. That's and the movie. That's movie. Remind me again the ridiculous name of the quote villain in Solo, who turns out to be the little girl. Oh, Fez Naz Massage. Uh, yes, yes. That's right. Maz, Maz, Maz Kanata. Maz <laughs> Kanata. Okay. Uh, Sonny, your thoughts. I like The Incredibles 2 a lot, but it, it did leave me feeling kind of cold. There's I, there's really Same. just nothing out this summer that I've... No big movies this summer that I've really, really liked. I mean, A Quiet Place was out in the spring, uh, and and it's great, Um, but there's there's just not really... Mission been, Impossible, Fallout. I, I liked Ocean's 8. I didn't... I mean, I liked Ocean's Same. Eight a fair amount. It wasn't it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but it was fine. It was entertaining. Uh, Mission Impossible was was good, but I think again in the lower tier of the recent Mission Impossible movies. Um, so I, you know, it, it, it was kind of it was a very very underwhelming summer. Jurassic World Two was bad. It was a bad movie. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and you mentioned you know, this JVL how Chris Pratt is, you felt like that was the most mailed in the, the only time I've ever seen a mail in a performance uh, Fallen Kingdom dropped do, 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 I mean so the Jurassic World grows 650 million dollars Fallen Kingdom 410 mm-hmm. yeah that I mean that does not happen often. That you now now Jurassic World no, was a Jurassic, giant yeah Jurassic sort of World pent it's, up it's, demand it's hard insanity. it's hard to, it's hard to compare the two like this right. because Jurassic World that movie massively fire. overperformed mm-hmm. everyone's expectations except right. that it's a lousy movie. This is I mean so Jurassic World is a bad movie that for audiences inexplicably loved. It's just sort of hit at the right moment yeah. for some reason and I I, I certainly liked it better than Fallen Kingdom when I when I reviewed hmm. it when I reviewed it I gave it a negative review. <clears throat> And then when I went back and watched it uh, with my wife after, uh, uh, like before Jurassic World two, it was fine. It was like it was entertaining enough. I, I didn't I didn't hate it or anything uh, like I did in the theaters. So I this is one of those, but especially in comparison to Jurassic World two, which is just a bad movie. It's just there's not mm-hmm. there's nothing about it that's that's good redeeming. Okay. Uh, I have some thoughts. JVL thoughts. Uh, so there were some surprises. One of which is that Avengers Infinity War couldn't catch Black Panther domestically. That's really yeah. something. Yeah, I see that. Who would have thunk that? I'm not shocked by this insofar as uh, Black Panther had the benefit of coming out a couple months earlier and therefore was dealing with slightly weaker competition. But also it was a thing. It was like everybody had to go see it a bunch of times. and It was, like a, it was a cultural also, thing. Also, it was a better movie. Yes, Black well, Panther's yes, a better, a, yeah, yeah, a, Black Panther, a better undoubtedly, movie. just yeah, a, better a better movie, movie yeah, than yeah. Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, Marvel had three of the top four highest-grossing movies of the summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. DC could not get a movie into theaters during the summer of 2018. Not mm-hmm. one. What the hell is happening at Warner Brothers? I mean, I. I how does this happen? How how uh, uh, and is it ex- how, it's exclusively Warner Brothers that has the DC franchise? Yeah, well, Warner Brothers yeah. owns DC, and Warner Jeff Brothers Johns, literally just owns DC. Who has been running that studio into the ground? I, I mean, I, I really don't mm. understand. You don't think people are going to be excited for Aquaman? Jeez, <laughs> I mean, how do you just see the field <sighs> entirely it, like this? How do you? How does this happen? It is. It is uh, so one of the great corporate mismanagements of our time. Yeah. Well, they they wanted, in this industry, it, it, they wanted to do two things uh, simultaneously that don't really work simultaneously. They wanted to have an auteurist vision driving the franchise, and they wanted a connected universe where everything is like kind of planned at the top by corporate. I mean, the reason the MCU works is because it's uh, a an Irving Thalberg style run organization where Kevin Feige is just like hey this is what we're doing this is what we're doing this is what we're doing here like it's it is it is very tightly managed it is very tightly planned it's a studio system it's a studio Actually, system it's the, it's it is the actu- only yeah. studio system in existence and I, I think Warner's kind of wanted to do that but also have like a unique vision and style and like it just you can't do the two things at the same time you can have Christopher Nolan making his Batman movies uh, you could have you could have Zack Snyder making Superman movies you could have Patty Jenkins making Wonder Woman movies but like trying to do them all kind of together at the same time it just I don't think it I don't think it works I don't know very bad but don't worry Aquaman's gonna save it Dark Side <laughs> is gonna save all of this once right. we finally get dark to side. Dark Side, side. 
That is the the thing that audiences because when you go around and you talk to people culturally and you say, look, (laughs) what is it when you think about DC Comics? What characters (laughs) really spring to mind that you love? And everybody says Dark Side. Dark Side. Could we and Steppenwolf? Could we step the new gods? What if we what if we just acknowledge the fact that DC superheroes are kind of lame? You have Batman and Superman. Well, Superman is heavy. lame. They're top heavy. Wonder Woman, kind of lame. Aquaman, he's not lame. Aquaman, he has lame. power over fish. Uh, DC superheroes are just kind of lame, with the exception of Batman. With the exception, but this is like saying, I, you know, Marvel the, superheroes are amazing. Marvel Marvel's bench they, is incredibly yeah. deep. Yes, but it's every, every but their top but their top is is very strong too. Mm-hmm. X Men, Spider Man. Yeah, uh, Spider Man's less interesting than you think. Iron Man, Captain America. Apologies, Travis Smith. Uh, I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there. Yep, it's yep. like, no, I'm no, with you, this is not a controversial opinion you have here. No, oh, well, I, know, I mean, it's, it's like, but this is the real problem: is if you try to build a joint universe out of like a, a universe that has one interesting character, it's not, it's never going to work. No, there are plenty of other. Here's the problem: there are plenty of other interesting characters. For instance, the characters who make up the Teen Plastic Titans, Man. the character who makes up the, the Shazam's Teen Titans uncle, Beast are Boy, incredibly interesting. And what did DC do with the Teen Titans? This is, I, I went on a rant about this over email. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, they took the what was during the '90s and '80s their best-selling comic book and their most critically acclaimed comic book for DC, the, the Teen Titans, which was at that point Cyborg and Raven and mm-hmm. Robin and any Wonder Girl, and they they took that property, which is just ready-made for cinematic modern moments, and they turned it into a kitty cartoon. Yep. Have you? And then released it as Teen Titans Go, which mm-hmm. I believe has grossed a total of $25 million. Yeah, total. it's out now, that, right? That movie, yeah, I find that movie offensive on every level, just aesthetically. Like, on every aesthetic oh, aesthetic level. Aesthetically. I, but, but this is I saw I say, the trailer I, for it. It was horrendous. But, I could barely get through the trailer. But when I tell you that this is corporate mismanagement, here is your property. Mm-hmm. Here is mm-hmm. your IP, it the thing really... that you could do something with. And instead, they decided that this is what they're going to turn into their gateway drug. For kids. Now, the little kids. But, but, <laughs> but they're also doing the Titans TV show. Yeah. Which looks like the worst thing I've ever seen committed to celluloid. It looks like... JBL, do you disagree? Agree or disagree? I have not seen it. it have you seen the trailer for it? I have not seen it. You should watch the trailer <laughs> for it and then email everyone your thoughts. I think that would be... Is it that, that bad? It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. To anybody who ever read the Teen Titans books, which I suspect is some non-trivial percentage of our readers go back and reread the judas contract which is the three-run conclusion of what was like a four-year story arc with tara markov and uh, slade wilson the terminator and it's it actually it's one of these things that actually holds up in the same way that like the electra saga from uh daredevil, daredevil. really holds up and reads well today mm-hmm. and all, all of the materials there the characters there the ip is there and warner's it's can we amazing? Can we all agree that the lasting legacy of the 2008 summer season will not be any of these films, but the radical changes to the business model that MoviePass managed to introduce while also yes. collapsing for 2018? Yes, 
Um, let's talk about that, Sonny, with Movie Pass because uh, I we have a colleague who really tried to sell me hard on Movie Pass, yeah. and he, the more he described it, the, the the worse it sounded. Yeah, and I just didn't like. I'm not going to see that in any movies. Bad. It's amazing. Well, it's movie- like they're handing you money. <laughs> I mean, Basically, it's great. It's amazing. Great, great for consumers for the short time that it existed, but just a terrible, terrible business model. I mean, the the company that owns Movie Pass announced a 126 million dollar loss this quarter or something. Like it, it's insane. Um, Stays are numbered, right? Yeah, I can't imagine it's going to exist for very much longer. Um, can you, just for for the five people who listen to the show who haven't heard about Movie Pass, can you give the thirty second version of their business model? Their business model is you pay ten dollars a month, uh, and you get to go see uh, an unlimited number of movies. Basically, a movie a day. You can see one movie a day. So for half the price of a movie ticket. So for for you can see literally thirty movies a month. Literally for so like the cost of one matinee ticket. You could see an uh, thirty movies a month, and it, it you know there were some limits to it. Like you couldn't go see IMAX, you couldn't go see the Regal. You know, how Atlas, do they make money? Dolby Atmos and volume. It, it, like the 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 theory was that they were trying to collect user data and and sell that to That's theaters right. and, and restaurants. Then they were going to make like, a lot of money. Insane. It was just an insane, insane business model. Um, but I do think that we are going to see that it will have long lasting impacts uh, via the. Um, the the fact that uh, AMC has introduced a similar program, and more interestingly, and something I'm I'm reading up on, I I actually don't have coherent thoughts on it yet, but the DOJ is reopening uh, is looking at the antitrust settlement that the studios made with the DOJ. Uh, Back in the, the, 40s, the Paramount right? a long time ago. the Paramount decree. Yeah. they're reexamining that. So here's there there it's an open question as to what. It will actually look like if they change this. I I, I I actually want to do some reporting on this. I haven't done it yet, but um, it is it's a fascinating thing because look what what happens if you uh, get to a world where say AMC has ten million A list members, right? And they go to the studios and they say, if you show your movie exclusively at AMC theaters, where our A list customers can have you know a two week window or a one month window or something. Um, what is that worth to you? You know, maybe we give you eighty percent of the ticket right. sales. Maybe we, you know, maybe we strike some sort of. So I, I think we are if if we we get to a world where the DOJ kind of says, all right, you guys, studios and theaters, you can do whatever you want. We're going to get into a very weird and turbulent mm-hmm. time with movie releases, but also nothing may happen. The DOJ may be like, ah, hey, this is all working basically fine. It is working basically JBL. fine. I, I I guess I am reflexively anti anything that changes the status quo ever for anything, but particularly for this. Yeah. Um, because the the end result of this is as Richard Rushfield calls it the great entertainment semifinals, um, is a real fight between like Disney, which is now forty percent of the studio business, and the tech companies. And the tech companies are going to want to destroy the theatrical window, and I want to preserve the theatrical experience selfishly because I like the theatrical experience. And uh, what if you maintain the theatrical experience by letting the studios have their own theaters again? I am open to that, but I can't imagine it would work out that way. Right? I mean, I, I, 
that's fine if that's the way it works out. Yeah. I, I have trouble for those, believing for that those that's who how don't it... have like a good knowledge of movie history. The Paramount decree essentially the main thing it did was it split the studios from their theaters that they own. Yes, theaters. The studios used to own right. theaters in every town, and there would be you know first run theaters, and you would show your movies there, and they would have deals with each other to. But basically, the Paramount decree said, nope, can't do that anymore. Can't fix ticket prices. Can't mm-hmm. do some other things. Right. And among um, among the other effects is it so this had far reaching effects the biggest of which and the most obvious of which is that the business of movies from the theatrical meaning the theater owner mm-hmm. perspective was no longer the business of selling tickets but the business of selling popcorn because their profit centers became then the ancillary and food stuff and right. who buys popcorn it's teenagers and kids and so you wound up with like the 80s right. you know you wind up with Movies becoming more juvenile and more targeted towards the type of kids who are going to go and spend twelve bucks on a, a tub of popcorn. Um, so, I mean, there are there are all sorts of downstream effects from this, and it's there's a really good popcorn economy is a book sort of about the economic history of this stuff, which is worth. I forget who wrote it. I could effort it if you really wanted me to, but it's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's all it's all very bad. I. Do wonder so AMC could make this work in ways that MoviePass can't because they're not paying anything for the tickets. They own. Oh, the tickets. right. It makes it makes yeah. hundred. AMC more can just make all their money off of popcorn or right. food, mm-hmm. bev, and all that stuff. And they are keeping people out of Regal, and they're keeping people mm-hmm. out of Cinemark. Right. I mean, it, it 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 it's a deal that makes more much more sense for AMC because AMC is only losing say five dollars on a ticket that they sell Versus, instead of you know yeah. ten. Um, MoviePass reminded me of Cosmo.com. Do you remember <laughs> Cosmo.com, Victorino? <laughs> I do remember because we used to get it here at the office. So in the first internet bubble, <laughs> there was a service that popped up called Cosmo.com. Sonny, you might have been here at the time. You no, remember this at no, all? No, it's after Sonny's time. After Sonny's time. Where it was a delivery service that would bring certain things to you. And it started out with DVDs, I think books, and snacks, like snack-type food. And they were undercutting, like, the sell-through price of DVDs at Target or wherever else you would buy your DVDs, Blockbuster, by, like, 50%. And so a new release DVD that you would spend $22 for at Target, Cosmo was selling for $12, and they would deliver it to you wherever it is that you were. But there was a delivery. <laughs> There's also a return process on the DVDs, right? You had to return the DVDs? No, this you was were buying, just buying them. Just buying them? for twelve dollars, you could buy it. And so I, I would some sit. I would too. sit at the Weekly Standards offices, and I would just order because I, you know, I was at the time collecting large amounts of DVDs, and I would just order them all. And I remember thinking to myself, "How does this company's business model work?" And their their answer was because it was the internet. It was just scale, scale. If we, we could lose ten dollars on each transaction, and that's bad right. if you only lose ten dollars on a hundred mm-hmm. transactions. But if you lose ten dollars per transaction on ten million transactions, mm-hmm. well, all of a sudden you have a business yeah. because internet. <laughs> yeah, and that's essentially the MoviePass model. Yeah, you get right. you 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 would order your copy of like Titanic and then a box of Krispy Kreme. Yes, you remember, and the, <laughs> and the Krispy Kreme were sold below park too. So right. the idea is they are paying somebody to deliver the right. box of donuts to and you guy, for less money than you would, would pay up, at the, the Krispy would, Kreme down the yeah, street. The guy would show up. Yeah, at yeah. At, the, at the front desk. There was with a his donuts. Uh, yes, there was a somebody made a joke about Movie Pass that like it went something like this: like the decline of Movie Pass is really bad for my business uh, that's coming up. Movie Pass Pass, where I sell you movie passes <laughs> for four dollars a piece. I sell you the ten dollar movie pass for four dollars piece. I it just it doesn't make any sense. It does it never made any sense. It makes more sense for AMC, but I still think it's because the AMC one, you know, you can go see IMAX, you can go see the the oh Dolby gosh. Atmos. Like yeah, I I, yeah. I like I still think that unless you are going and buying, you know, 
who actually, I would, here's what I would really like to know is what percentage of customers actually go and buy popcorn and concessions when they go to the movies? Not me anymore. I don't I, know that. I, when I go to, the only time I ever buy concessions anymore is when I go to a place with, that sells alcohol. That's it. And uh, I, you know, I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you, but it also could be that the AMC just needs to do this to help bury Movie Pass quickly, and that they, you know, they will intentionally make this a stillborn project that mm-hmm. they abandon ten, ten when, months from when now. Movie Pass is dead. Yeah, then right. I mean, this is entirely possible. This is just sort of predatory. And competition. Then we go back and, to it. Yeah, yeah, quite possible. The one thing I always thought with Movie Pass, though, when they were saying, you know, like you could see all these movies, and I think they were trying to limit it now to three a week. I mean, they're, they're obviously because they're dying, they're in the death throes, so they have all three these, a month, three a month, you three can a go month. To all the movies you want, but you have to sit in the front row. <laughs> you can see any movie you want so long as it's snow dogs. Right. <laughs> okay. I think I think we're good. Are we good? Yeah. All right, fine. Do we corrections editions? I have a shout out. Victorina, what do you got? Uh, a friend of mine from back home from Tom's, well, she used to be living in Tom's River, Lynn Sigil Malatek. She lives out uh, west now. Uh, she was having a conversation with her brother-in-law, Mike Malatek, and the conversation of podcasts just came up. And this guy, Mike, said, you know, I've been listening to one. It's really, really good called The Substandard. So I just wanted to uh, thank him out there. He lives in San Jose, and he's uh, an attorney for a very, very, very small computer company in Cupertino. Oh. Hmm. And uh, so anyway, just want to say thank you and uh, tell all your friends over there at Cupertino to listen to the substandard. And question, since you're an attorney, why do we keep getting the E in our episode? Sonny Bunch does a good job in bleeping. No, we want the E. Oh, we want the E. E. We're edgy. We're edgy. edgy. Yeah. E for edgy, by the way. Not explicit. E's for edgy. This used to happen, like, you know, you'd make a movie, and if if it came out as a PG, they would throw in a piece of language just to get it to PG-13. Right, yeah. right. PG-13, PG-13, is, better PG-13, PG-13 than PG. is better than PG. But 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 you don't want to get too far where it then becomes NC-17 yeah. and that you don't yeah. get enough people seeing it. Yeah, so well, then you, gotta, you, I mean, that's if you doesn't... throw in like the dismembered newt corpse. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's hard to get from a PG to an NC-17. <laughs> I have a I brief to, addition. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I wanted sorry, to give yeah, a please, uh, sorry, uh, sorry. Many thanks to uh, loyal substandard listener Ming Lu for picking up a copy or a, 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 a I Heart Zack Snyder Shirt, hold on. I'm trying hold to uh, unzip my hoodie. I had to wear a hoodie today because yeah, I don't really wear t shirts. JVL is going to take a picture of this. You look like go. you work out a lot. <laughs> what are you? Are you a woodworker? <laughs> you like to work with like hard wood? No, give me, give me the, oh, yeah. give me the hands. Give me the fancy hands. There you go. Fancy jazz hands. Mm-hmm. All right, are we good? Mm-hmm. Let's see. No, Did we get that. You, no. uh, <laughs> you tell me. Does that work? Yes, that works <laughs> for me. Version. I love fine. it. Okay, I, should, I love it. I should put my glasses on. Actually, should I should I put my glasses on? It does look a little weird without the glasses. <laughs> Hold on, this is good content. I love guys. this. Is great. This content. is good. People are sitting around content. like, what's happening? I need the... Yeah, that's better because okay. you're not in motion. There okay. we go. This is a classic. Oh, sign. that's Perfect. a good one. Jay just old, took a Uber picture. Millennial. Uh, we'll put that up on Twitter. Yeah, we can throw that on Twitter. Put that up on Twitter. I'll wait till Saturday. Uh, oh, maybe we'll, you know. You know what? We'll use that as our show image. No, that's not because there's not what that. else we're gonna do. It's like summer shark, wrap up. big shark. Oh yeah, I guess okay. Um, anyway, thanks to uh, mm-hmm. Minglu mm-hmm. for picking that up for but, me. But so, ju- but just one. I do heart Zack Snyder. Oh, I heart him. JVL. So we uh, we often talk about the mega thread. Yes. 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 I have yeah, course, I have some news course. about the mega thread. There's a new uh, new member of the mega thread. Mm-hmm. There is now a priest. Yes. Mega thread. Is his father? <laughs> we're all. We're all in a lot of trouble. This is Father Harris Ayers, perhaps in British we're, Columbia. We're, we're all in a lot of trouble. Thank you, Father. A lot of hail marys okay. for this go. show. I mean, it's I'm some, fine. I'm... <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I lost my I lost my place on that one there. 
Um, all right. Wow. I can't wait for vacation. Uh, that's all the time we're giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Manis at Sunny Bunch. At JV Last. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard under Podcasts. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. <laughs>I, I have one, but if uh, yeah, tell okay. me. No, what do you just, got, you know, man? so we're here. My kids are still up in Jersey. Do you know at this very moment, at this very moment, do you know where my kids are? My sister has taken them to Great Adventure. <laughs> this is really for JVL. For his, for his. Is it any safer? So my daughter says, you know, we're talking about all the different rides she wants to Don't go in the haunted house. Don't go in the haunted house. And she, to this day, I don't think they ever rebuilt one. It's just too much. And, uh, <laughs> or lightning loops. Was it lightning loops? Right? <laughs> lightning, lightning loops. loops. So she says, oh, there was a certain um, – by the way, by the way, um, apparently I guess Six Flags has a huge deal with DC because all the rides are DC comic themed. Yes. You're right? Yes. Right. Right. There's Batman and there's um, Harley Quinn. Man of Steel. Man right. of Steel. Yeah. Uh, and so, but she said there was one ride she didn't want to go on because she heard somebody died on one ride. I said, yes, one person died on one ride ever <laughs> at Great Adventure. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs>